Welcome to the Glovis Show. Here's your host, Antonio Chavez Borelli. How's it going, everybody? This is Antonio Chavez Borelli. Um, welcome to another episode of the Glovis Show. I'm here with Sebastian Mora, goalkeeper at Chattanooga Red Wolves SC in in uh, was it Tennessee, right? Yeah, Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> there you go, man. Welcome to the show. I've known Steve Ass for a few years now. We've been training at EGD together. Hey, I'm just really happy to have you on the show, man. We're going to talk a lot, and we're going to get some good value for the for the listeners today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. And, you know, uh, English is not my first language, so I'll try to express myself the best I can. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. We're just going to have a conversation, enjoy ourselves, and hopefully um, people can get something out of this today. All right, so tell me a little bit about where you're from, like, like how you started playing soccer and just, just start off like from day one. Okay. So I was born in, in San Diego, California, uh, but I was raised in Mexico, in Tijuana, Mexico uh, for the most of, of my life. Uh, both of my parents are Mexican. So Tijuana is bordered with San Diego. So that's people do that in, in Tijuana. Sometimes, you know, they, they have a visa and they have the possibility to cross the border. They pay for a private hospital and have their kids in the U S so they can have the dual citizenship, which is, pretty smart and has helped me a lot during my life so yeah uh, but yeah I was raised I was raised in Tijuana in Tijuana for 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 the most of my life that's great so tell me a little bit about your your goalkeeper journey in the younger years like where did you start playing how did you fall in love with the game and kind of talk me through you know that that club level in Tijuana okay so growing up in Mexico you know Soccer's everywhere. Soccer's in the streets, soccer's in school, soccer's in the TV. And, you know, soccer's really big in Mexico. Uh, I started playing, to be honest, in school. Uh, Tijuana was a really dangerous uh, city when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really allowed to play in the streets with my friends because it was dangerous at that time. Uh, so where I played for, like, my first soccer team was in school. That's where I started playing, you know. Um, so yeah, in school I started playing soccer, fell in love with the game, and that's about it. That's where everything started. That's great. So I understand that you played professionally then, right? So when did you get your first pro contract? In oh, my first. Yeah, I'm sorry. My first pro contract was when I was 15. Wow. Uh, I was playing or I was practicing with my school team in Tijuana, in one you know a park or a soccer field around by my house. And there was some scouting going on, some trials going on for a, for a, for a Mexican team. Uh, the team is Pumas. So they were doing, like, let's say, the trials were in a field next to the one where I was training. And the guy in charge of the trials was like a professional goalkeeper for the club at the time. And he saw me training with my, with my team. And he just came up to my coach and asked about me, started asking him, you know, who am I, who was I? Uh, he was interested in me. The trials was for like 17, 18 year olds. And I was 15 at the time. So he put me in the game for the trials and I played the best I could. And he invited me to, to come down to Mexico city for, for, uh, for another trial for like the second filter of the trials. And, and I went, uh, I remember it was like a, like a big trip down to Mexico, you know, three hour fly. It was a whole adventure. I went with my mom. She took me and I was 15 at the time. I did the tryout and then I got the news that I, I had made the team, the U15s for, for, 
for Pumas, and they there they offered me my first professional contract. Wow, that's a, that's amazing, brother. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> such an it was a little bit of luck, you know, because the, yeah. the trials were were for older or for older kids in 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 at the time, and he just saw me train, you know, on the other field. He was you know looking around, probably no one in the trials really caught his eye and he started looking somewhere else and he saw me and I guess that's how, you know, sometimes uh, the destiny works like that. And, and, and I was benefited from, from that, you know, it's amazing. Tell me a little bit more about what that was like as a 15 year old being. So I went to the trials and came back home. Yeah. I went to the trials, came back home and was home for like a month. And then, you know, I received the news that I had made the team. They, they called my, my mom, you know, she left her information. They called her, they said they wanted me to come back. So I, 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 I flew back and started, uh, you know, with them. It was hard. It was, uh, you know, I was raised in my, in my parents' home, you know, being really close to my mom, to my dad. And I just flew and, and, and went to Mexico City. And I started living in a house with uh, other players that were in the same situation as me. It's called like Casa Club. I don't know how to say in English. It's like a house where you get feed. Uh, they take you to school. They take you to trainings and, and all the kids from different parts of Mexico live there. So I just moved away from home, you know, moved away at, when I was, I think I was, I turned 15 at the time. And it was a, a different experience for me. It definitely helped me a lot to mature personally. And, you know, it gave me the first taste of, of professional soccer. Wow. That, that is, that's great. And I think that having that experience at such a young age, in my opinion, has prepared you for your journey, your professional goalkeeping journey, which, as you'll say later, has taken you to the United States, um, another another spell at a, another team in Mexico. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. So, so my, my – I started there and then just kept going, you know, just kept going, kept going, kept going up the ranks. I was there U15s, U16s, and then I, I went back home. And then I went to the RSL Academy in the United States. I was there for, for a year for the U18s. Uh, then I went back to Tijuana, you know, got signed by Cholos, played there for the second division team, which is like the reserves. And then I, I went to Argentina, played there for a year. So, and then Reno and now Chattanooga. And it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a ride. It's been crazy. Uh, you know, whatever soccer has taken me to, to a lot of places and, and I'm just grateful for, for, for playing the sport. I, I didn't go to college, you know, in Mexico, it's not like in the States uh, that you can play, have a, get an education and play professional soccer in Mexico. You have to choose one of, one of the, of the two possibilities and, you know, started playing soccer. So young and, and, and I just decided to go pro from a really young age. You know, I wish we could have the same system as in the U S where I could have maybe gotten a degree and, and, and play professional, but you know, it, it is what it is. And I, I don't regret my choices, but it's, 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 you know, it's another topic. Right. So I think when we talked last in Los Angeles, you were doing some type of uh, studying, right? Yeah. I'm doing I'm college gonna, online. <laughs> online college. It? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Talk, t- uh, tell me about it online. You said, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm a member of the Church of, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or, or they're better known as Mormons. So I, I go to BYU-Idaho online. Oh, uh, it's okay. a That's possibility. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a possibility that, that, that you get as a member of the church, you know, to, to, okay. 
to do that at a really reasonable uh, price. So I'm doing that. I'm doing I'm doing my college degree. I only take like three classes per semester. I think my, I'm going to graduate like in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, at least you get it done. Yeah, but I'm going to get it done for sure. And, and you nice. know, to be honest, uh, school's not my priority right now. You know, my playing soccer, it's it's my priority. And and yeah, so that I'm doing that and I'm grateful for that opportunity, you know, to, to still have a degree and still finish school. I love that. I love that. You are clearly not letting you know, your culture in Mexico define your path and you're clearly taking it matters into your own hands by pursuing that education while also playing professional soccer. It's great. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, I think education is, it's, it's really important. You know, it helps you have something apart from soccer. Sometimes I see it in some teammates that didn't go to college, you know, they feel they're like they're soccer players. They don't have a, you know, other value or they don't feel they have other value as a person apart from soccer, because that's all they've done their whole life, you know? And I see it with other teammates that do have a degree, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, I'm playing soccer, but if I don't want to play soccer anymore, I can go and do something else, you know? And that's not the same situation for teammates that didn't go to college. So I think it is really important for you to have a degree just because, you know, your mental health, it's, it's, it, it has, it has to, I don't know how to say, um, your priority really important, you know? about that my phone's going off Um, oh yeah i think that's really you bring up a great point right like for me growing up in the states you know that was always a a a factor for me having that education uh while playing sports you know i did it growing up i'm doing it now in college and you know even if i do play professionally i know that whatever whatever team I'm on or wherever I'm playing, I'm always going to have something on the side that I'm doing. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, it's hundred percent. hundred percent. And that's just, that's just what I know. That's just how I've kind of seen my career of playing soccer. Not to say that you're not putting the same amount of effort, yeah. energy or attention into playing soccer, but you have a more holistic view of what it means to play and also prepare yourself for your career after playing. So yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily like a disadvantage um, because I'm thinking about what I'm going to do when I'm done. But I think there, I think there is an advantage to trying to be more holistic and think more about being more than just a soccer player and having other interests, um, seeing what your passions are, seeing what you value. Right. Cause it sounds like those guys who just think soccer, soccer, soccer one day when an injury comes or they get cut or they get released or something happens where soccer isn't at the forefront of their lives, they struggle and they struggle a lot. Like you said, with the mental health, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, uh, you're in a country that it lets you do that. It lets you be, start being a professional at 23, at 24, at 25, you know, that if you start your career here, you're young in the United States when you're 23, I mean, you're going to uh, finish college. What age? 24, 25. 23, 24, yeah. 23, 24. And here, in this country, you're young to start a professional career in soccer because everybody goes to college. In Mexico, you're 23, 24. You don't get a job. You don't get a soccer team if you don't have prior professional experience, you know? You're old, yeah. You're old. You're old. Right now, I go to Mexico, and if I didn't have my professional experience that I had during the years I was supposed to attend college, I wouldn't be, like, even considered, you know? They wouldn't even look at me because that's how it is. 
over there uh, or in South America, Mexico, Europe, you know, you're 21, you're 22, and you already have to be in first division soccer. You can't be playing, uh, you know, other divisions. So it's, it's you're, you, the good thing about this system and about this country is that you have that guarantee. Sometimes I go to places and they say, oh, you're 23 and you're a goalkeeper. Oh, you're super young. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm old. <laughs> I'm like, I, if I don't, if I don't do good, I'm going to have to do something else uh, or whatever. Yeah. But you're in a place or that it, you're young, you know, you're 23, 24, you're, you're, you're perfect. You, you can start your career. And that's a really big benefit that maybe sometimes people don't see uh, here in the United States. Right. Yeah. Very well put. So let's fast forward now to where you are now, what you're doing, what team you're playing on, um, your experience so far and kind of how you fell into ending up at Chattanooga and what kind of timeline are you on there? Okay. So right now I'm 23 years old <laughs> and I feel that I haven't reached, you know, my, my, the prime of my career. Uh, I think for goalkeepers it's hard, you know, goalkeepers when they, they, the most important thing in goalkeepers is experience. I think I have a plenty of experience because I played in a lot of different places, but you know, uh, it's right now. I, I, I I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, if I if I told you that when I was 23 years old, uh, five years ago, I would think I was gonna be playing in USL League One. You know, obviously, uh, when you're younger, you wanna be national team. You wanna be at the very top. But soccer takes you ways, and 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 I don't regret any of my decisions. I think all of my decisions have led me to the place I've been. The bad ones and the good ones. You know, they have made me grow as a person, as a soccer player. And right now I'm grateful for my situation, grateful I have a job, grateful I'm healthy and grateful I lived all the things I've lived so far, you know. And right now I'm second string. I started the season as, as a first string goalkeeper. I started the, I came here and started playing, you know, and the coach uh, for whatever the reason it was, he decided that I wasn't going to start for, for some games. I think I've been in the bench for four games now. I played the first eight games of the of the season. Now I've been in the bench for the for the next four. And you know, it's you, I mean, you're a goalkeeper. You know, it's it's hard to be a second string keeper. And it's not the same to be a second string keeper in a third division team in the United States and to be the second string keeper in an MLS team. You know, we're not earning the same amount of money. We're not living the same amount of the same life. Um, so it's hard. It's definitely challenging. You know, to to wake up and be motivated to go to training be motivated to travel, be motivated to be in, in the stadium when there's a game. So it's definitely a challenge to, to, to be in the situation I'm right now, but I'm forever grateful. I can still, you know, play soccer. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not in the worst situation. I'm healthy. So right now that's my situation. I'm, 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 I'm in Chattanooga. So I guess I want to ask you, what's your mentality been like like while you've been there experiencing the high of starting and, you know, feeling like, okay, I'm at a place where, you know, I'm getting good minutes. I'm enjoying myself or winning. And then yeah. boom, the scenario changes. Take me through like what has helped you um, continue to stay consistent, not physically, but mentally, what mental habits or, practices are you using to stay locked in to okay. stay engaged and to um 
like create success for yourself, even if you're not. So I think the, 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 the hardest thing of not starting and of knowing that you're not going to play maybe the next game, uh, no matter how good you are in training, there's just situations that you can't control. You know, you're not starting. The, hard, the hardest thing is, is motivation. And one way I keep my motivation up is by constantly uh, seeking the best version of myself, physically, personally, spiritually, uh, as a son, as a goalkeeper, as, you know, I just constantly look to be the best version of myself. Uh, and when, you const- are you con- when you're constantly looking for the best version of yourself, you see results. For example, I don't know, I'm not good with my left foot. And every day I practice my left foot. And I see I'm getting better with my left foot. So those results are going to keep me motivated to keep going and keep going and keep going. And, and, and you know, just focusing on myself and being better than myself, not even being better than the other keeper or being better than, I don't know, uh, Ter Stegen. Just being, being better than myself is what keeps me motivated through these hard times, you know. Uh, consistency when you're a goalkeeper, consistency is all about, you know, not making mistakes or making the less amount of mistakes. And I think my best advice for, for, for keepers to be consistent is to know your strengths and know your weaknesses and play with that so you can make the least amount of mistakes. I go back to the same example. You're not good with your left foot. They give you a ball, control with your right, pass with your right. And then in the background, work your left foot. You know, Obviously, the goal is to be as good as you can be. But when you know how to play with your strengths and your weaknesses, you're going to make better choices. And those better choices are going to lead to consistency, you know? Yeah, you, you, you touched on a lot of good things there. I want to bring up something that you said about motivation. So motivation is tricky, right? Because some days we'll feel really motivated and other days we just won't really feel like getting up and training and especially in that circumstance, right? So. Yes would you agree that it's more, it's more discipline than motivation because you're disciplined to get up no matter if you feel good or bad, you're disciplined and you're committed to getting up and having that discipline at training because at the end of the day, without the discipline, the motivation might not always be there, but the discipline will. One distinction I wanted to make was that sometimes obviously we're not going to be motivated to do that extra training with your left foot, like you said, yes. but yes. but we know that if we do it, regardless of how we feel that it's going to actually lead to a good outcome for us. So it's that feeling, right? The emotion of, Oh, I feel really great today. I'm going to go do it versus having no emotion about it. You're doing it. You either feel really good or you don't feel good. You could yep. suck on a day or not suck, but that's irrelevant. You're putting in the work and that's, that's the most important thing. It sounds like what you're, that's that's very true that's very true you know discipline it has to be uh alongside with motivation i'll give you the example of today today yesterday we traveled from texas back to to chattanooga we had a game on saturday we tied 1-1 so we traveled all day yesterday and they gave us today off and i didn't feel like training today because it was first of all it was raining (laughs) it was you know the, the weather can play a big role in your in your mood so I woke up and I didn't feel like training, but I somehow managed to 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 get me into the stadium and, and start doing some work. Once you're there, you know, everything's easier and you start working, you know, you start changing the your mood. You see that you're you're doing what you're supposed to do. And, and 
and you know it's true the discipline to to get you up and 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 put you and and get you to training is it definitely has to be there definitely has to be there you have to trust that that's gonna get you where 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 you want to be you know so i i totally agree man discipline is is a big part big part of 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 our everyday life our everyday routine yeah we were we were talking about you know different things that you lean on during this time of adversity right when you're not starting and you want to actually you know stay stay on a good trajectory right not only yes. with goalkeeping but mentally right spiritually so off cram- off camera we actually talked about your faith and that role that it's played in your life tell, tell us a little bit more about what your faith means to you and how you've used that to support you during this time so faith is 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 a big part of my life i think the biggest part of my life i don't see like like faith complements soccer. I feel like soccer complements my faith <laughs> a little bit like that. I'm a member of the church of, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or, or Mormons. Uh, and thanks to my faith, I know that, first of all, that God exists and that I have a purpose in life. And like we talked before, you know, sometimes we think soccer gives, well, I used to think soccer gave purpose to my life. You know, I felt like a soccer player. Uh, I felt like if I was a good soccer player, I was a good person. And my purpose in life was to be the best soccer player I could be. And this was not healthy at all for my, for my mental health. You know, it was not healthy. It would, it would put me through a lot of frustrating, uh, situations because in soccer, it's, 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 it's a sport where you can't control a lot of things that happen to you. You know, you're in the middle left between in the middle of decisions that are made, but by, by other people. So having a faith and, 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 you know, having a purpose, a real purpose in life and a different perspective of life has really helped me to, to be happy, to enjoy my, my day. You know, we sometimes focus a lot about in the future, in the outcome, in the result, but we don't focus the process. So just having a daily routine where I wake up, I pray, I read the scriptures. It helps me to be, to be happy and know that I'm being obedient and I'm doing the things I have to do to, to reach my, not only my, my goals in this earth, but my, my, my eternal goals in life. Wow. So that's, that's powerful, man. That is very powerful. Yeah, that is, I mean, you, you said so many things there that are just so important for people to take away that, you know, we sometimes get so caught up in the outcomes and the results right? And sometimes if we achieve that outcome or that goal, we, we feel we're left feeling empty. And yes. you're like, wait a second, like I just grinded for this goal that I achieved and I feel empty. Like, why is that? Right? And I think it's what you're talking about is this journey. This process is what you're supposed to enjoy, what you're supposed to cherish, the people, the memories, the experiences and the ways that you grow through that process. Right. And yeah, I think you, you hit the, yeah, something, something I've learned recently. I was taught this uh, a long time ago by my parents, but it's something I learned recently by myself that the only way I can truly be happy or I can experience true happiness in life is through, through the gospel of, of Jesus Christ and through, through, through my faith. Uh, that's really the only way I, I can experience that true happiness with, I mean, winning a game or 
playing a hundred games in MLS or playing a game with my national team or play, or, you know, being at the very peak of my professional career is, is the happiness that that is going to bring me. is not compared to the happiness that is going to bring me uh, being close to, 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 to the things that come from, from God, you know? So those are two different kind of happiness. I search in life. Obviously I want to be successful in my professional career. I want to be the best I can be, uh, the best goalkeeper I can be, uh, the best soccer player I can be. But the happiness that is going to come from achieving that is not compared to the happiness that is going to come from being the best person I can be, the best son I can be, the best dad I can be, the best, you know. So I think that perspective of life definitely helps me to be happy every day. And it definitely helps me to 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 keep motivated, you know, to, to not only work for my professional goals, but work for, for things that are most, most important than soccer. Right. Yeah. And there's a quote that I came across the other day and it said that um, when we're constantly looking to achieve the next thing, we actually, let me pull it up because I don't want to butcher it. No, you're good. So yeah, basically talked about how, Let's see here if I can find it. Stick with me for a second here. Let's see. Okay, here it is. So the quote is, I feel like I'm constantly worrying about the next part of my life without realizing that I'm right in the middle of what I used to look forward to. So yes, it's almost it's like we're, let that sink in a little bit. I'll read it again. I feel like I'm constantly worrying about the next part of my life without realizing that I'm right in the middle of what I used to look forward to. That's true. Right. So we're constantly thinking about, man, I just, I can't wait for that next. I can't wait for that feeling or that version of me that's on the other side of this achievement. Yes. I, I can't wait for, for example, for me, I can't wait for that happiness and that version of Antonio that's a, like on the other side of a, being a pro soccer player. Yes. Yeah. I see that in my future and I often think about, man, that's going to be, that's going to be great. It's going to be such an experience, you know, whether it's in the States or in Europe or wherever. Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it all comes down to be grateful for your blessings. Uh, Last year I was in Reno and I didn't play a single game all season long. And there was no chance I was going to play because they would drop uh, keepers from the first team from San Jose. Uh, or they would bring keepers on loan, or they would put a keeper of the academy. So there was no real possibility of me stepping in that field. And I remember I would, I would just, you know, just pray and be sad and be like, I just want an opportunity to play. I came to Chattanooga and I played eight games. You know, I'm, I'm competing for a real spot to play right now you know even my situation it's 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 not the best right now but i'm not competing i'm in a better spot than i was last year you know and 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 sometimes you just have to be grateful for that to enjoy and to change your perspective you know maybe just changing a switch in your mind it really uh, makes a difference so sometimes we, we we don't we don't count our blessings i think it's really important for us to feel grateful you know uh i'm a second string right now no one died, you know. <laughs> it's like life yeah, goes yeah. on. Everyone's no good. one died. Life goes on. Yeah. Uh, I'm healthy. My mom's healthy. My dad's healthy. Uh, my my brother's healthy. My aunt's healthy. You know, I have yeah. so much blessings. 
I have, I have food. I have so much blessings, you know, that, that sometimes you forget and you only think about the bad things, you know, you you think you forget about those great blessings and you just think about the, the, the bad things. And I think it all it comes down to being more grateful, just being more grateful for the, for the spot we're in and to don't forget, you know, going back and thinking uh, the adversity that we've come over uh, it really helps us be be a little bit more more grateful and and when you're more grateful you're more happy that's a hundred percent sure you're grateful and you're gonna be happy absolutely so it, and, it's, and it's all, yeah. one for another mm-hmm. and taking that t- taking that time to look back and reflect on what you have achieved and what you've done to get to this point a hundred percent actually like love yourself and give yourself a pat on the back for that yes know? so and also putting your attention outside of yourself, right? All the things that we have been talking about have been inside our own heads, inside our own experiences. So when you said, it was very profound when you said that my mom's healthy, that my dad's healthy, that my brother's healthy, you know, that's putting your attention outside of yourself. And when your attention is outside of yourself, you're, you are more happy as well. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I think, when you're, I, 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 my mom always tells me, uh, you know, son, when you're serving others, when you're helping others, you're happier when you're being served, you know, when you're being helped. And yes. it's just, it's, it's, it's a little bit, you know, similar to, to what you're saying right now. So, yeah, man, you have to be grateful, you know, count our blessings, be grateful. And I know if we're, we're going to be, we're going to be happier. <laughs> yep. More gratitude. We all need more gratitude. We need more gratitude, you know. Yes, sir. So what are some of the, what are some of the great uh, experiences you've had so far in Chattanooga? Like the people you've met, like the city, talk, talk to me about how you're focusing on like the good that you're experiencing. There. I think the, the best thing in Chattanooga right now, or in my, in my particular environment is the team. Uh, there's a lot of people that have a similar background to myself because there's a lot of Latinos in the team, you know, a lot of people that used to live in Mexico. Uh, I have a few, t- two teammates that used to play with me in Tijuana, in Cholos de Tijuana. Really? So just having people that are like me and, and having a, a strong locker room, a strong team, it's, it's really, it's really good. You know, when you wake up and you go to training because they're, they're really nice people. They're, they're really uh, genuine so, and it's not easy to find a locker room, you know, in soccer, a locker room like that in soccer, there's a lot of ego. There's, you know, I've played here. I win. I have a bigger salary than you. You know, there's a lot of ego going around. And when you find a locker room where, where there's a lot of people that are alike around the same age or on the same background, uh, it's really nice. It's really nice. And you really appreciate that. So that's definitely one. And, you know, just, and also, you know, like, Chattanooga is a lot nicer than Tijuana, <laughs> like for like nature, like physically wise, I don't know how to say, you know, it's really green. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of places to go hiking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nature. And I think that nature, it's, 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 it's a big part of our life, you know, and it can really make the difference sometimes even in your mood, you know, just going out and seeing that the, you know, different places, is is good it's good you know I, i'm not into hiking to be honest in my in my free time when i'm not training i like to rest so hiking is not the best option but you know every once in a while we we go out and and, and it's definitely fun that's great that's great yeah i think you touched on a good a good point there like sometimes you just need that that five minute walk or you need that 
little excursion, that time in nature to reset, to meditate, to kind of clear your mind of whatever's going on on the field. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. So true. So you're, you're living alone. Is that correct? Uh, I have two roommates. Two roommates? Okay. <laughs> oh, I, hold on. I switched the lights here. There we go. Yeah, I have two roommates, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're away from your family. You're away from your from friends. And it's like being by yourself. You know? Most right. of the time, you're by yourself. Right. Uh, we try. I mean, I cook my own food. I go to the store by myself. I, I do everything on, on my own. I have my car here. So, so that's, that's great. So I can move around the, the, the city. And we, I mean, obviously we, we, we sometimes, you know, play PlayStation together, do different activities, but mm -hmm. since you're in the same place, you know, you're with them at work, at soccer, you know, you're travel with them and you live with them when you're you home. You to, try to be, <laughs> you yeah. You don't need to spend every you know? second with them. I totally did that. Yeah, you try to be by yourself and then find yourself. And, and, and after a while, you know, of, of being by yourself or living by yourself, you appreciate your, your own company, you know? So it, it, is, it is what it is. Just, I mean, I miss my mom. I miss my dad. I miss her food. But uh, not being with them makes me more grateful when I'm with them. Appreciate the things they do for me even more, you know, when I'm, when I'm at home with them. So, so yeah. Perfect. So I, I want to close up by saying or asking a few questions, right? So if you if you were to go back and change one thing, what would you change? And that's the first question. The second question is, what would you say to some of our listeners who may be going through a tough time or who may be hitting a wall, whether that's with goalkeeping or sports? or their business or their life, what, from your experience in this past six months, would you say to them to help them just feel maybe 1% or 2% better? Okay. So I'm going to start with the, with the, with the second one, because I don't remember the first question you asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the first question was what advice or what, what would you change if you had to go back and change one thing? Okay. Then we'll start with that one. Um, To be honest, I don't know if I would change anything because all my mistakes and all my experiences have taken me to be the person that I am today. And maybe, maybe I would have changed uh, being closer to my faith, being closer to God earlier in my life. So I would have received these blessings earlier and, and achieved the maturity I think I'm going through right now earlier. So maybe right now would be a little bit more advanced in my career. And, but still, you know, I don't, I don't regret a lot of the things I've done and a lot of the mistakes I've committed because, you know, being a goalkeeper is all about making mistakes. You're, you're, you have to make mistakes. You have to make them. And it's the only way you're going to really uh, grow. And overcoming those mistakes is what, is what makes you mature, what makes you uh, really learn. So don't be afraid to make mistakes. That's one advice I, I'm going to give the, the guys. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. They're, 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 they're almost your friend. Because <laughs> when you see a mistake coming around, uh, it's, it's, it's part of, of, of our life as, as goalkeepers. And another thing I want to tell them that, that it has helped me a lot to know is that in soccer, I think we talked about this once uh, in L.A., 
I don't know if you remember, but in soccer, there's more bad moments than good moments. <laughs> it's a, f- a phrase that has always been in the back of my head, you know? I remember, yeah. Uh, we are constantly overcoming adversity, constantly overcoming adversity, and more as a goalkeeper, only one place, you know? I've been in the bench in more professional games than the ones that I've played. I've been in the bench maybe for over 150 games, and I've played less than 50 professional uh, soccer games. So in soccer, there's more bad moments than good moments. And as I said, you're, you're, you're over, constantly overcoming adversity. My best advice is to not compete with anyone but yourself. Just constantly look to be the best version of yourself. That's going to bring you results and that's going to bring you motivation to keep going. Keep going, keep going, persevere. And to let the guys know that we as goalkeepers understand what they're going through. We as goalkeepers understand that wh- how it feels to not play, how it feels to not uh, to, to make a mistake, how it feels to not be, you know, uh, uh, rewarded by, by your hard work. Or, but it is, you know, soccer, as I told you guys before, you know, you can't control a lot of things. You can't control. So just enjoy your, your every day and try to be the best version of yourself. That's going to bring happiness and it's going to bring results for sure. Man, we gotta we gotta transcribe this and put it in a book or something. That's gold, man. You have to cut all my you have to cut all my all, all my English errors, man. Eh? <laughs> nah, dude, you're good. With my your brain, English. my brain, my brain is burning right now because I, th- I I I think in Spanish and I translate to English like this. Oh my all god! Right. All right, well then I'll just I'll leave you with one more question. That is for anyone who's I I don't know if you answered that with your last answer, but for anyone you know, whether it's not even soccer related, anyone is going through a tough time right now, whether that be in life, in business, in a different sport, um, people who are struggling to find that gratitude and that happiness in the day to day, what would you say to them? And how would you use your experiences in the last six months to kind of give some context to that? I think that, how can they be more? Uh, I think it's, it's such a complex question. And I think it's such a hard question for me to answer. Okay. So uh, let, me try, let me try to rephrase it. So someone out there is going through a tough time. They, they can't seem to find that mentality to, fi- to find and seek gratitude, right? So they're struggling to find that happiness and they're looking for a way to improve their mentality and to find more of the good in the bad. Right. So if you were them, what would you do? Like, what would you do if you were up against a wall or you had to, you had to find a way to just improve your life a little bit? Uh, So what, what works for me? Or what 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 helps me a lot through through tough times like like we talked before is is my faith and faith is believing in things you can't see and just believing that things are gonna get better even if they don't seem like they're gonna get better and trusting that the obstacles we go through in these lives are to make us better persons you know and for me having a, a celestial perspective an eternal perspective and knowing that there's a life after this one uh, really helps 
my ob obstacles in this life to look a lot smaller than what they actually are, you know? And I believe that there's a life after this life that, that this, the time we're, we're here in this earth just for a, a specific amount of time and, 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 and the life that really matters is the next one. So having that eternal perspective definitely helps me to, to see my problems a lot smaller than, than they are. And it's hard to be sometimes, you know, sometimes there's, you, you feel like there's not a lot of things to be grateful for. But there's always a thing. There's always something, you know, just breathing, just being here. It's, it's a great blessing. So just uh, let's try to have that, that, that perspective in life, that, that mindset. And, and it's not easy, man. It's not easy to, to overcome obstacles. It's not easy to overcome adversity. It's never been easy. No one said it was going to be easy. But I, I know one thing for sure, that overcoming those obstacles is going to make you a better person and, and a stronger person. So keep going. Keep going. Beautiful, Beautiful man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Everyone yeah, no problem, Tony. Eh? Yeah, no problem. That's Sebastian Mora with Chattanooga Red Wolves. What an amazing, amazing guy. Great goalkeeper. Um, man, I'm looking forward to seeing you sometime in L.A. Sure, man. I want to get some, some good training. <laughs> some yeah, some good training in L.A. for sure. Yeah. So that does it for the show today. I want to thank Sebastian for coming on. And, hey, man, best of luck to you in the future and I hope everything goes well and you keep finding the good fight. Thank you so much. And same to you, my friend. We'll, we'll keep in touch. See you around. Sounds good. All right, Tony. This is the Glover Show.